This is the podcast of the Germanic American Institute. Welcome to Common, where Germanic speaking European countries, Germany, Deutschland, Deutschland. Yeah. Austria, Österreich, Switzerland, Schweiz, blend with the Midwestern United States. Hello, Hello. Servus, Servus. We are here and there, and we invite you to come along on the journey. And twice a year, we make a real ruckus in our community. It's the Oktoberfest, and it's the Deutsche Tage. And in order to introduce the Deutsche Tage, which happen on June 8th and June 9th, so just around the corner, we've enlisted help to come to our GAI studio. I'm Michael, once again, have the pleasure to host our podcast. And in the studio, we have Linda. Hello. And we have Claudia. And Linda is the one person who can tell you everything about Deutsche Tage. She is the organizer behind the scenes. She makes the thing happen. And I have to readily admit, I, don't, I actually know very little about Deutsche Tage. So let's just take the high-level overview to begin with. Linda, what is Deutsche Tage actually? Well, it's a time for our community to come together and celebrate as a German community. And we do this through... Traditional German food and entertainment and a beer garden style setting out on our lawn here at the GAI. So it's right in our front yard. It is. And it's also in our house too. So it's our entire complex turns into the German celebration. If we look at what's happening outside and what's happening inside, is there is there a topical, thematic division, what what goes on where? No. Um, basically, we have a topical theme of Das Moderne Deutschland this year. So you're going to find vendors throughout um, the house and as well as the grounds um, that will touch on the theme of the modern Germany. Uh, we'll have outside an environmental pavilion and we'll have an apprenticeship pavilion in the uh, theme of Das Moderne Deutschland. And our other vendors are trying to tie in uh, different things um, to a company that our jewelry maker, for example, is looking at uh, bringing in some jewelry that is the modern style of jewelry this year in Germany. Claudia, we've talked about Deutsche Tage before in several podcasts. We just had an event actually upstairs in our little event space with uh, the new model of apprenticeship and dual education, if you will. How does Deutsche Tage and modern Germany truly coincide on this? Well, as Linda mentioned, we are going to have an apprenticeship pavilion where we will continue to talk about and promote the model of dual education. And apprenticeship here in the United States kind of has that connotation of... Um, skilled trades like electricians or builders or masons and uh, it apprenticeship actually in Europe in Germany and Austria and Switzerland goes much much beyond, uh, much beyond that so we call it modern apprenticeship because there are professions and jobs now offered that offer this that have this dual education meaning you go to school while you work not You go to school first and then you work with a huge uh, amount of student loans. So you go to school while you work. This is supported by your employer for continuing education in positions in IT, positions in healthcare. So it goes much beyond that traditional model of apprenticeship. So if you're interested in learning a bit more about that and especially what the state of Minnesota or the German American Chamber of Commerce has to offer in these modern apprenticeship models, 
this is going to be the place where you can learn about it. I think it's also the subject matter that we discussed in previous podcasts as well as uh, during the presentation we had upstairs is the shortage of skilled labor in the American workspace and at the same time sort of the social connotation that those who work with hands-on are somehow being perceived as not as qualified individuals and I think nothing could be further from the truth. So to truly get a I would say, glimpse at and perhaps insider information. I think this pavilion makes a lot of sense to actually attend and get the information that you might need either for yourself and or for your kids. And and the point too is that, you know, apprenticeship goes beyond the skilled trades where it's, you know, tr traditionally, or what it's traditionally associated with. So there are, you know, like I mentioned, IT jobs, healthcare jobs, you know, jobs that go, Uh, in manufacturing that go much beyond that image that people have about apprenticeship. But in order to arrive at the present, somehow we have to consider our past and the Deutsche Tage, the festival, <clears throat> if I want to call it this. That's not the first time. Linda, how long have we been around? This is our 61st year. 61st. How, how did it change over the years, if you know? Well, when the Volksfest House, which this used to be called, the Volksfest Association, they came together at Minnehaha Park, and it was a one-day celebration. And it was a way, again, to bring the German community together to celebrate. And as it evolved over the years, it went from a one-day celebration into a two-day celebration, and it was moved to Highland Park. And being at Highland Park, that posed some challenges um, for the organization. Um, so they ended up bringing it back to the actual site here at the house and kept it a two-day celebration. So it's Deutscher Tage, two days. And um, we, like I said, utilize the whole entire space for the celebration. Has, has it changed over the course of the years other than location in terms of what is being offered? Um, yes. Uh, of course, our food has changed over the years and uh, vendors have changed and entertainers have changed. Uh, but the core of what we are as far as coming together as a community has stayed the same. But every year we vary our entertainment. So this year we have a headliner group, which is Joey Johnson. They're a polka band. So we want to be able to have polka music for people to dance to at night. And um, so those kinds of things have changed. We also have a new food vendor this year, which is exciting for us. We have partnered with the Black Forest Restaurant. So we will have their food on site, which is the first time that this has actually not been catered in-house. So that's an, a big step for us, going from food prepared here to a um, professional uh, restaurant. Uh, we've also had vendors change over the years. Um, So quite quite the uh, breadth of opportunity. If you haven't been over to Minneapolis yet and had some of the foods uh, of our vendor, I would certainly suggest it. I've just been yes. there recently with um, my German colleagues. Uh, and the food is certainly recommendable. Um, since we're talking about vendors, I think two massive shout-outs that we have to absolutely include uh, in terms of support are those who truly stand behind us, not just about who we are and what we do, but truly also align their mission with ours and vice versa, of course. It's Paulana and Aldi. And if you know anything about Aldi, I'm just going to have to go back to my Austrian roots. Aldi has been around forever. In Austria, we call it Hofer. Um, but it's the exact same chain. I do believe Aldi was founded by... Two brothers. By two brothers, mm -hmm. right. And one of them split off, uh, started his own thing, and then one brother remained with the Aldi chain. Yeah, Something it was Aldi Nord und Süd. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, and they're actually, that same family is also uh, involved actually in Trader Joe's here. In the right. US. 
So they, they basically have a grocery and food empire. And they graciously support Deutsche Tage, certainly something that we want to say thank you for. But also Paulana, Paulana, you've come to know very well from last year's Oktoberfest with uh, all kinds of fun little things such as Steinheben. Uh, and Paulana also is supporting us. So we get authentic German beer at Deutsche Tage. So that in itself is huge. That's correct. And something that we're doing with Paulaner this year is a Stein competition. This is something new. Speaking of something new, um, we're encouraging people to bring a Stein that is important to them and to share the story of the Stein. Where did they get this? What's important about this to them? Did they get it passed down to them through their family somehow? Is it just something they bought on a vacation they think is great? Did they buy it at Goodwill? I mean, it, the stories can range. And so we're going to have a Stein competition So, on the cultural stage on Saturday and We'll have people tell their stories, and then we'll have them judged, and somebody will win the best Stein. So Stein compet Steins are being handed down. They're almost like lederhosen. <laughs> the the high quality ones uh, they are being handed down by generations. They, they truly are family heirlooms. Mm -hmm. Do you have one, Claudia? Not an heirloom one. I have uh, some cheap ones from the Stuttgarter Volksfest and stuff like that. But yeah, my my dad actually had. Some and but I don't know the history of them or what happened to them, but yeah, I'm not really that much into it. Yeah, I'm breaking family tradition here too. I know my, my dad actually has a Stein back in Austria that he's using routinely when it's about gatherings and just the drinking beer in a most celebratory manner, if you will. Mm -hmm. I personally actually don't have one. Perhaps we should change that at some point. I think we could get you a Paul Understein. <laughs> Good. <laughs> But what else do we need to know about Deutsche Tage? Things that absolutely make it an irrefutable agenda that you have to show up. Yes. Well, you have to come and see the goats. We have goats this year. And fainting goats? And no, not fainting or screaming goats, no. <laughs> yeah. But we do have goats coming from the Goat Dispatch Company. And the core mission of the company is to use the goats for shrub and plant maintenance. Basically, if you have buckthorn that needs to be taken care of, they will send their goats out to take care of your buckthorn or your invasive species plants. But the reason we're hosting them is to show that this is an environmentally friendly option for you um, to use on your property or anywhere. Plus, it's going to be fun to have goats at our festival. And they're bringing you food, which is actually cut up buckthorn that they're going to be giving to the families and kids to feed the goats. So these will be here on site Saturday from noon to five and Sunday noon to five. So you want to make sure you come to see the goats here. Yeah, and you might ask, you know, what do goats have to do with Germany? And uh, we actually talked about this. And every time I travel through Germany and drive on the Autobahn, I still see either herds of sheep or goats who are actually used to, um, to, to maintain the berms along the highway. And uh, because sometimes, you know, you have a really steep berm to keep the noise away from, you know, houses or things that might be behind on the other side. And it would be really difficult to mow them with, um, with electric or whatever kind of, kind of mowers. So they use goats and sheep to graze because they eat everything and they can navigate all kinds of uh, terrain. So I don't know if that's a thing in Austria as well, but I, I still see it. Every, you know, just about every time I drive in Germany. 
Well, I, <clears throat> I'm from Vienna. I'm the prototypical city slicker. We, <laughs> we, we have a zoo that's, uh, that <laughs> wins awards every single time we turn around, the Schönbrunner Zoo. Um, but other than that, I mean, I can see this in the rural, in rural environments where goats are replacing lawnmowers, motor-powered lawnmowers, perhaps. So, uh, Which is funny, right? Because yeah. it's kind of coming full circles. Because before there were lawnmowers, there were goats and sheep. And then we thought we needed to use lawnmowers, and now we're back to goats and sheep. That is a, a, makes perfect sense to me. I mean, <laughs> obviously, honestly, I'd rather have a couple of goats running around the backyard than pushing the lawnmower. That makes a whole lot more sense to me. It's yeah. also more fun to watch. Yep. Uh, the only thing that would go away is the amazing smell of fresh-cut grass. But, right. okay, that's, there, there are trade-offs. Yep. Mm-hmm. What else mm-hmm. can we can we look forward to? So, in keeping with the theme of the modern Germany, mm-hmm. das moderne Deutschland, um, the GAI has been encompass- encompassing this theme in our cultural programming over the course of the year here at the house. So, with that theme, um, we've been looking at what is Germany's environmental policies looking forward. Um, they want to become totally energy self-sufficient by the year 2050. So, what are they doing in the fields of solar power, wind power, Um And looking at those things, we looked at our experts here in Minnesota, and we're going to have U.S. solar with us. Um, We'll have an environmental pavilion, and in that pavilion will be U.S. solar, talking about residential solar usage, commercial commercial solar usage, what does a solar field look like, and the stackable energy um, benefits of a field. For example, they can go out and put a solar field into a farming field, but they don't just don't put the field or the solar panels out there. What they do is put milkweed pods underneath or beehives or things that will benefit also from the solar panels. So then Be Kind Minnesota, which is another nonprofit company founded by a 14-year-old man named Nicholas, amazing person, he has created beehives that fit underneath these solar panels. And then companies like Fresh Energy will come in and say, okay, we're going to take this honey and we're going to produce it into honey sticks, honey beer, honey products. So there's this stackable environmental benefit of all of these um, solar fields. So these people will be in this environmental pavilion. We'll have U.S. Solar, Fresh Energy, Be Kind Minnesota, and Excel Energy talking about how you can just basically take your existing building structure and make it the most energy efficient as possible. So you can come and learn from these experts here in our environmental pavilion. I suppose what's particularly interesting about this is that at first glance, you would almost expect that uh, Excel and solar companies are in direct competition. But it's interesting that there must be some symbiosis where they coexist and obviously on friendly terms. That's a very good point. Um, you do think that they are more adversaries than, yeah. than friends. Um, but I think Excel has to look forward and see that this is a field that they have to embrace, no matter um, their po- current status of how they run with coal. So U.S. Solar and Excel do exist together. Um, Excel takes more of an approach of just taking your house and how can you change out light bulbs? How can you put weather stripping on your windows and doors just to make your existing structure? So they have a little bit of a different approach to their energy efficiency. So, Well, and Excel Energy does have uh, programs for homeowners that have solar systems because I have a solar system yes. at home. And obviously, since it is something that's connected to the electrical grid. It had to be uh, reviewed and approved by Excel Energy, but uh, they have uh, solar perks and those kinds of things programs for homeowners as well. So 
where basically they just want to make sure you don't become a big producer of energy and uh, you know that kind of take over the role that Excel has. But if you're just mm-hmm. basically a homeowner who has a solar system on their roof, they have very good programs. Mm-hmm. We briefly touched on this last time. You don't have an electric bill anymore. No. None to mention anyway. Nope. So even certainly. even in these last few days, uh, you know, where Saturday Sunday here was a little bit cold and bad. Right, but I just looked at uh, the, my production of solar and usage over the last week. Even with these crappy days that we had, I am still um, probably thirty percent ahead. Meaning, in the last week, I produced thirty percent more than what I used, even with bad days when I had virtually no production. Wow! So certainly something to check out our eco pavilion and get the information that you need in case you want to actually retrofit your house for solar two houses down from from my place or from our place respectively um, they just put up solar and it's interesting enough that they didn't just put up solar on the one house that on the on the roof that faces the sun but also one that's perpendicular to it and evidently there must be enough production in that off angle as well so i guess technology has come a long way and Whoever will be uh, U.S. Solar will be in our tent, and they certainly have the information. But let's let's go to something that's that's instrumentally important about Deutsche Tage: food. Yes, <coughs> we like to eat. That's yes. I think uh, everybody <coughs> likes to eat. But uh, that that's certainly one of the staples of mm-hmm. uh, how people know Germans and Austrians. What what's on the food menu? Of course, a bratwurst. <laughs> And a fresh bun, <laughs> a bratwurst sampler will also be on the menu. Uh, there will be sauerkraut, German potato salad. Um, Sunday only will be schnitzel. So come Sunday for schnitzel. It'll be pork, um, schnitzel. We also have a lentil spetzla salad for those who would like to be a vegetarian. We have, let me think, that I think those are it. Those are the options. Can I jump in? Mm-hmm. Not to forget spaghetti eyes. Oh, yes. Forgot. We For have all <laughs> of you people who've been to Germany and yes. been to a German ice dealer or ice cream parlor and had spaghetti eyes, we will have spaghetti eyes. Now, the Austrian in here is looking at, at me. I'm, I'm confused. Spaghetti eyes is a, is a vanilla ice cream that is put through a meat grinder, basically. So it looks like spaghetti. Oh. And uh, then you have uh, either a raspberry or strawberry sauce with it, and uh, you sprinkle either coconut or white chocolate flakes on top. So basically, it looks like spaghetti with a red sauce and Parmesan on top, but it's all ice cream, and it is an absolute favorite in Germany. Yes. And we've had it here at uh, Deutsche Tage before, and uh, upon popular demand, we're bringing it back. I had no idea such a thing existed. Uh, I guess the Italians probably have a little bit of uh, a word in that uh, as far as it relates to Austria anyway, because in Austria, as far as I remember, uh, the essentially the pinnacle of ice cream is uh, Italian gelato. Right. So that's sort of the idea behind this. But to go into the spaghetti ice cream, I can see the appeal for kids. This... Oh, it makes is perfect sense. not just for kids. It's just for everybody. It's fabulous. Really? Mm-hmm. 
So I'm going to have to break my diet and actually have one. Good. I will <laughs> yeah, do yeah. that. Yep. Uh, I do have a couple more yeah, food options that I was forgetting. Our GAI will be selling Aki's pretzels. And we will also have Landjagers, which are meat sticks. So we'll have spaghetti ice, Aki pretzels, and Landjagers in GAI booth. And our Damen Club, which is our founding women at the GAI, uh, will be selling their homemade kuchen. So we'll have coffee and kuchen here in the house. And that's for limited time on Saturday and Sunday. So I believe it's from one to five both days. So make sure you get a piece of that because that sells out very quickly. They always sell out. <clears throat> yeah. And there's always a long line. And yeah, mm-hmm. there's probably going to be each day a dozen different homemade cakes. Yeah. Information about timing of everything and mm-hmm. just the general rundown is at gi-mn.org. So certainly invite you to hop over there and get more information. See some of the pictures. Uh, as I'm looking at our printout here, there are quite some pictures that give you a little bit of the flair and the flavor of Deutsche Target. One thing I wanted to also quickly comment on is the pork schnitzel. Now, the traditionalists uh, might immediately raise their finger and it's like, wait a minute, isn't it usually veal? Yes, it is. Uh, that was the original schnitzel. And then the peasants during the time of when uh, the schnitzel was invented and created, decided, well, veal is a little hard to come by, so let's take the cheaper meat. And they decided to use pork. And from my personal perspective, the pork schnitzel is better than the veal schnitzel anyway. Yep. And it's it's funny, right? Because in, in Germany, in the restaurants, you can get a Wiener schnitzel, which is then the veal schnitzel, or a Wiener style schnitzel, which is then the pork. So in in restaurants, they do make the distinction. Did not know that either. Interesting. In Vienna, we just order Wiener schnitzel and we assume that it's pork, unless you distinctly add, uh, ask for the Kalb schnitzel. So okay. the Kalb schnitzel is then the veal schnitzel. Okay. Okay. Covered the food, covered the entertainment, covered our pavilion. What else do we need to know? Anything that else, that else comes to mind? Well, this is a great opportunity that if you've never been to our GAI before, to come and experience what we are here at the house. We are a cultural institute that are, is proud to celebrate all things Germanic. And so we we celebrate um, all throughout the year, not just at Deutscher Tage. We have a lot of cultural programming here. We have an extremely strong language program here. So this is a chance for you to come and check us out and see how we come together as a community out on the lawn, on our German picnic tables, um, singing and dancing and eating and celebrating life together. So just come and see what we are. And uh, I know that when you come, you'll fall in love with us and come back over the years. So. And um, are there going to be house tours again this year? There will be house tours. Yes, we have a cultural stage that will be running with short presentations on everything from how to make sauerkraut to some of the talks about um, solar, to house tours. What is the history of this house? And so you'll hear about the house, and then you'll come inside and actually go on a house tour. And those will be running both days, I believe, two to three times per day, both Saturday and Sunday. I'm guessing that uh, quite a few German teachers will be in attendance. Yep. If you do have any questions uh, regarding our language programs and what, what the classes actually look like, what they feel like, and so forth, uh, then certainly grab one of us and fire away, and we usually have the answers. And Claudia? There's two more things, Linda, that, mm-hmm. that I'm thinking of. There's, uh, isn't there some kind of a program around soccer? <laughs> We have Minnesota United with us. Uh, Minnesota United will be out on the front lawn talking about their, of course, new stadium. And we'll have a merchandise truck that'll be parked on Summit Avenue. So soccer merchandise is something we'll have available. And um, 
vehicles? What kind of vehicles? We also have um, two clubs with us. We have the Twin Cities Volkswagen Association. So they'll be bringing vintage style Volkswagen um, buses and Beetles and all sorts of fun vintage um, vehicles. And we also have the BMW Motorcycle Club with us. And they will be bringing both vintage as well as brand new high-end BMW Beamers. Um, They'll be in our back parking lot um, so you can talk to them about motorcycles and cars. As a former BMW motorcycle owner, I can, there is not even, there are not enough words how much I can recommend this. Okay, so the only two, three are missing is Mercedes, Audi, and Porsche. So right. next year, we next can year. invite them yeah. in. We're running out of space. So, I mean, as you can tell already, this uh, Deutsche Tage keeps on giving. Uh, the, the longer we go, the more we can actually stack into this. And it's going to be two days, once again, June 8th and June 9th, starting at 11 a.m. through 10 p.m. on the 8th and on the 9th from 11 a.m. through 5 p.m. And plenty of things to do. So boredom is probably not one of the things that is included. The big question that uh, some people may have uh, come up at this point is, what's, what's the admission here? So the actual event is free, but if you would like to purchase alcohol, you have to buy a wristband for $3. And to be honest, that price helps offset the cost of producing this festival. So it's a $3 wristband. And there'll be a limited amount of Paul Leonard Steins available. So if you would like to buy a $5 wristband, that will include a Paul Leonard Stein. So <clears throat> you can buy that. Otherwise, the, the entire festival is free. The, obviously, the food and the beer are a la carte. And, but the entertainment, come sit on our lawn and enjoy the festival. Well, we can only hope for decent weather. That would be nice. It would yeah. be great. But it, is, it will go rain or shine. So the festival, okay. if it's raining, will be pulled into the house. So everything that would happen outside will mostly, except for probably the BMW car or motorcycles and cars, will obviously be pulled into the house. But all the entertainment will be here. So it, rain or shine, we'll be producing our festival. Regarding parking, uh, since our back parking lot is going to be used in between the main house and the carriage house for mm-hmm. the events, uh, park along Summit Avenue. And of course, the earlier you show up, the easier parking is going to be and certainly be cognizant of driveways and private parking lots and so forth just don't push the boundaries because getting towed is a little more expensive than walking a couple of yards and obviously in addition to you know having german ambiance and german food and german music uh, there are also some vendors here where you can buy german gear Uh and uh, german stuff and so yep it's going to be fantastic okay once again june 8th 2019, so coming up right around the corner, 11 a.m. through 10 p.m. and June 9th from 11 a.m. through 5 p.m. More information, of course, on our website, gai-mn.org. Log on and read all about it. If you have any questions, of course, email us at language at gai-mn.org, which also, of course, means that if you have future topics that you would like us to consider and or guests that you want us to interview and talk to, please suggest them to us as well. Anything else we need to add? Just come and have fun with us on that weekend. Exactly. We're good with fun. We really to seeing you all. Yeah. All right, perfect. That was the special episode regarding Deutsche Tage. Once again, thank you to Aldi as well as Polana for supporting Deutsche Tage. June 8th, 11 a.m. through 10 p.m. and June 9th, 11 a.m. through 5 p.m. Claudia, thank you. Cheers.
And Linda, thank you so much. You're welcome. And until next time, this is Michael signing off. We'll talk again soon.